I would like to invite April to the conversation. I do not know how to do it, but I would like to do it. And discuss the current state of managing chronic gastroparesis, migraines, POTS, colonic inertia, chronic intestinal pseudo-obstruction, MIDO. We can discuss all of the above. Well, good morning, my friend. Good morning. That is a perfect example of what being chronic is on a Fat Friday G Green for GP. Not I a- absolutely agree with you. <laughs> How long did that take for me to ask you to join about this <sighs> podcast on Anchor FM? And uh, it took 15 minutes for me to figure out <laughs> my own request and invitation. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, between last night's episode, uh, a long GP flare, um, I think I've been stuck in GP fog for at least four days. I'm going to go with uh, at least 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think this was a perfect way to begin our per- first, very first Anchor FM episode on GP fog, gastroparesis, chronic intestinal pseudo-obstruction, log inertia, POTS, <laughs> and from your diagnosis out of your diagnosis too. Good gracious. I, there's probably too many to list, but let's just go with uh, gastroparesis, neuropathy, fibromyalgia, seizures, degenerative disc disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, MALS, paralyzed intestines. I'll probably just stop there. (laughs) Yeah, because in just describing all that, we used up almost half of our spoons that we have for the day. Thank you, Spoon Theory, from Christine Miserando. Is that her pronunciation? Uh, I'm sure should she ever hear this, she will politely correct us. (laughs) Right. Just telling what we are on board with, and yet we still and look sick, mode, put our makeup on, and move it along. That's that's what we have to do. Uh, fun fact: Friday feeling cure green for GP Friday. Let's let's just go with that positivity all around. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't we? And and then throw in are doing our worldwide empathetic campaign of Take a Bite for GP, encouraging others to take the bites for us who can't take normal bites. And if you can't take a bite, we ask you to post a picture of the bite you would like to take and post it for awareness. I think that's a fantastic campaign rolled in with the empathy factor mm-hmm. because we need that empathy, especially going into the holidays. There's a lot of mixed emotions about that. Um, it would be wonderful if we had that empathetic embrace, especially surrounding our communities, because you know there's a lot of comorbidities that go with gastroparesis. It would be great to see everyone rally behind our community, especially during this time of year. Absolutely. Because we're just because we can't take the bites doesn't mean that we can't be thankful. And we do that every day. And I know you agree with me on this. We do it every single day that we count our blessings, give thanks for all we have. And the important things didn't have anything to do with eating. No, 
absolutely not. I think it took me hmm, about a good year and a half uh, going through my diagnosis period of trying to figure it out. And I went through a really deep depression and anxiety at the same time surrounding everything, you know, ambulance rides, hospital visits, people couldn't figure out what was going on. I made my way up to the Mayo Clinic, which is a fine institution. And they themselves said, well, you know, if you can try to eat fine, we understand you can't basically have fun with your liquids diet. And I think when I made my way up to them, I was 106 pounds at the time full-blown seizures. And I just fell into a deep depression because no one could figure me out. I, you know, went from being fully well, working, volunteering at the gym five days a week, fully able to support myself in in every way possible. It was tough for me to look at food and walk away from it because I know I still know what it's going to do to me and even then you know when you go through rapid weight loss you say okay I need to do something so let me take a bite of that Mm -hmm. food and then four days later two weeks later we're still paying for it because for those of us that have you know IBS CIC or our intestines are paralyzed that's going to stay there for what Mm -hmm. two to three weeks it's painful it's excruciating but you know, mindfulness, CBT, talk therapy, music, books, essential oils or aromatherapy, anything we can do to stay focused and release that energy around us. Yes. It's so beneficial. Amen. Amen. It is. And thank you. That exactly. It's so, so refreshing to know that after many of us go through years of not even having a diagnosis, then once we get it and coming to terms with it, getting past that low part, Mm -hmm. but encouraging others to know that you can get past that deep valley. And of course, you're not going to be where you were. You have a new version of you. And sometimes that new version of you is stronger and better than you ever were. I agree. I mean, physically, you know, it's not what it was. However, I think I touched on this a little bit. You and I have had many conversations over the years. Thank God for you and your friendship, seriously, and the rock that you are to our community. Um, And I was in talk therapy for about two years, and I even went after overcoming those diagnoses just because I found it extremely cathartic. Um, Until we're honest with ourselves, until I got honest with myself and where I was with my health and set realistic expectations about what I could Mm -hmm. and couldn't do. Yeah. And I just said, that's okay. So what? Okay. I'm on these restrictions because of degenerative disc and spine damage and nerve damage and osteoarthritis and pain and fibro and neuropathy. I can't vacuum. I literally could not vacuum. My Mm -hmm. pain management said, no vacuuming for you, no lifting, no doing this, no doing that. And mm-hmm. I am Italian. My mm-hmm. mother had us, you know, scraping up things from the floor with a toothbrush, mm-hmm. bleaching. I was ironing shirts for my dad in dry cleaner form when I was in the third grade. Uh, meticulous is how we know how to do. I had to literally just let that go. Letting yeah. go is extremely powerful. We have to mm-hmm. seriously live there every day and just let it go. Amen. 
and I like you. I need a perfectly kept house. And no, I, when I when I'm touching on beginning with pick line, transitioning to ports, and now on my fifth port, those needs and mine stays accessed. So like all the things you're talking about and being careful and mindful, my port is my lifeline staying alive. So you can't be pulling and snatching and moving around when you know the hole that it goes through can't be moved around and shifted all over the place all the time because then you're jeopardizing your port. It's those little things that you do and what, like what you're talking about, letting go. And you're being a blessing in our community with your philanthropy, your awareness, your kindness, telling others, like we've talked about, encouraging them to be the best them they can be, because we need every one of us being that best us. And I, I just came to the place where what was best for me was to know no expectations whatsoever. Right. Every single day. I don't have an expectation of how my day is going to be. It's going to be whatever it happens to be. And then it ends up being a blessing, regardless of whether it's a bad day, good day, in between day, whatever it is, it is. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. Um, waking up, I gauge my body. I give my body a good 30 minutes to tell me what I am able to do. Oh, wow, I'm feeling super nauseous today. Okay, let me check my anti-emetics. What, what do I have? What can I do? What am I allowed to take? And then how many hours in between do I have to wait? And I'm, I've gotten really good at, and it's not perfection. I mean, some mm -hmm. days we just, we're dealt with the hand we're given. However, you know, if I have a doctor's appointment, either the day before I'm not doing anything, especially the day after I'm not doing anything, my body can only do what it's allowed to do. And I've declined pretty rapidly in the last two years. Um, so we, we do, we uh, get up in the morning and we have to gauge ourselves, our spoons, our mental clarity, whether we have to pour in ourselves that day, whether it's a couch mm -hmm. day, a bed day, which most, most of my days are, <laughs> I do a lot for my bed and my couch. I know you do too. And mm -hmm. having that port, you, you only have so many, Access? Mm -hmm. Don't you have any a certain amount of access mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. attempts? Yeah. So, even you, how many years do you have to have that mm -hmm. replaced? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because and it depends. Mine have been, mine has been replaced. I mean, I, I had staff in the port blood, but not in the whole system. I, I've had deterioration. I mean, it's just over time because that's it started in two thousand four with the port. And now we're 2015 and it was a hope and, and it was not a hope. It was a prayer with God's hands getting in the fifth port. Cause then you're looking at vascular systems going downward and those are not fun. Cause when you're moving trunk around, the chest is the least mobile mm. and that's why it's a better placement for us. I want to go back to what you were talking about earlier with the essential oils, because we were on Twitter a little earlier and talking about how using your anti-medics and that ZAP protocol, and for anybody that doesn't know, ZAP stands for Zofran and Phenogren, you know, whether it's a generic, generic of the two, and using that in whether it's oral or whether it's IV form, 
it's it's to combat it's those are antiemetics used to combat nausea and vomiting. If you push fully in, as you were referring to earlier, the essential oils and whether it's aromatherapy or the oils and combining those with your prescriptions, uh, I would love for others to know how effective that is for both migraines, nausea, vomiting, because we both found that it's helpful. It is for me. Uh, some people have been able to reduce their medication management to an extreme low. Others have been able to get off their medications completely, which I find astounding. Um, I have severe nerve damage, disc damage, migraines, like I said, fibromyalgia, neuropathy. So I think I'm in a little bit of a different situation than some. So along the line, I was gifted essential oils from a very dear friend of mine. And then a few of them were a little bit of a trigger for the migraines for me. I can get a migraine in 30 seconds. I know, you know, (laughs) depending upon the smell, it's just barometric pressure changes and scents. And it's just even, even pain in the body, depending upon where it is. And I have neck damage. So sleeping the wrong way one night, I wake up, you just forget it. You know, yeah. there we are, sumatriptan shots, injectable, you know, the injectables, mm-hmm. um, pills. I can do a Fenergan uh, Benadryl combo. I learned that when I was well. I had a skiing accident. But those oils, that combination, you know, the wrist, the hands, the bottom of the feet mm-hmm. are the greatest absorption um, place of the body. Diffuser through the home and there's mm-hmm. different combinations that are phenomenal. So I work with uh, Chalice with healing gastroparesis naturally. And I think people get stuck on that word healing. And mm-hmm. I asked her one day about that. And I put it as eloquently as I could without saying, okay, people are saying you're claiming to heal people. And she said, the version of healing means to bring a better quality of life, mm-hmm. whether it's mm-hmm. spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. It's not a quote-unquote cure, but, but we are bringing some aid and assistance, whatever that healing. It's kind of like, you know, healing a wound of the heart, you know, healing an mm-hmm. emotional place. It's bringing a healing to an ailment to the best extent that your body will allow it. And, yes. and I thought that was a great way to put that. It is. You know, because even with us, we, we try and affirm and encourage and love and, and lift up. In a sense, that's a healing. Mm-hmm. We're not physicians. You know, no. you have your teaching background. I have my teaching background, a little mm-hmm. bit of life coaching background, but we're not healing. But mm-hmm. we, we are, in a sense, bringing a healing mechanism to those that are open-minded and receptive to maybe what we have to say, as are so many others yes. in the community and walking in their vein and their purpose and their call. So the oils rubbing on the back of the neck, the peppermint's great for the migraines, mm-hmm. the lavender has been so soothing. I've used mm-hmm. it on my little one who's on the yeah. spectrum. And he went from having nightmares to just sleeping straight through the night. And once mm-hmm. that happened, I was hooked. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they, there are so many, like if you can find your combination, cause it's, it's kind of like we each have our own DNA. We all have our own 
you can find your essential oil blend that speaks to your symptoms. Like we all, we often say, we, we come to the motility issues. We might have the diagnosis, but we do not have the same walk because those symptoms of nausea, vomiting, chronic pain, fatigue, constipation, diarrhea, the, the levels and variances of all of that can come in many different forms and change from person to person. And so can the essential oil blend that you, you bring in to use. Like, if you, like my favorite in the inhaling beads is lemongrass, eucalyptus, peppermint, and a dash of lavender. Mm. And it's just, it'll immediately lift and like give a shock to that nausea and sometimes an early migraine. Then I use patchouli in a spray to lift and like take the cloud, the GP fog away and bring your creativity back into your space. It's just, and it's whatever speaks to you because you're so right on those migraines. You walk in certain shops or something, it's like, boom, less than 30 seconds. You got to go. Oh, I know. I've had to walk out of I mean, I rarely get out unless it's a doctor day and there's a store right nearby and I'll run in for something really quickly. That candle section, uh, yeah. I almost want to carry coffee beads with me. You know, when you smell a perfume, you have to, they have the coffee mm -hmm. beads right next. It is just my essential oils. I have roller balls. They're in my car. They're in my purse. They are everywhere. I've walked into my doctor's offices and my physical therapist, she said to me last week, what, is, what are you wearing? I said, yeah. oh my gosh, they're my oils. I said, I don't really even notice them anymore. I'm so used to them. She says, well, they smell wonderful. I, I'm feeling more peaceful and I feel really calm right now. I said, oh, you do? I said, wow, I'm just so used to having them. If I've ever been in a different store looking for gifts, you know, to give away and I'm smelling a perfume, it's almost mm -hmm. as if I'm so used to the holistic approach now my yeah. nose will not tolerate most perfumes anymore. They have to be mm -hmm. on a very low level of the sense. It's so amazing how used to the natural approach my body has become. Yes, yes, yes. I have one favorite, very expensive, <laughs> that I use, <laughs> that I alternate with my essential oils, but I often get, like, oh, what are you wearing? Yeah, it's a combination of things. But you know what, though? Sometimes I was talking to someone the other day, and I said, you know, I live in and out of doctor's offices. I hardly ever get to leave my house. Sometimes we just have to treat ourselves because we deserve it. This journey is tough. It's long. It's hard. We mm -hmm. put makeup on sometimes. Sometimes we brush our hair, and people, oh, you look fantastic. Yeah. I don't even go into it anymore. Oh, I just said, oh, thank you. Yes, thank you. Last year I was buying a gift for someone and the woman behind the counter, she said, oh, do you work out? And I, I literally had to take a step back. I said, I beg your pardon? <laughs> she said, do, do you work out? She lifted her arms like a chicken. She was flapping her wings. I said, yeah. um, no. She said, oh, you look so thin. I just wish I could be like you. I'm just, oh, I need to just be thin like that. And I was so flabbergasted. I didn't even have the heart to, I just didn't. I said, oh, 
okay well thank you that's just so lovely of you thank you and on the inside I'm thinking really yeah I would love to just have a burger right now you probably don't think twice about anything you're putting in your mouth but that's just wonderful (laughs) do do I work out okay yeah, we do shower marathons. They they <laughs> a week and a half to two weeks of preparation. And when we do them, the shower marathons, they can use up all of our spoons. And that is our workout. That is what happens. That is what I know. Happens. As embarrassing as it is, I'm queen of the sink. I really am. I just, the shower, you're right. 30 minutes, 45 in there. I have to go take a nap. It is exhausting. Mm-hmm. And the, this is the light and the explanation for the GP fog. And we've like given you an insight into the world of chronic migraines, motility disorders, GP fog, and hopefully some information. We've been on here for 20 minutes and 25 seconds now. So I don't know if we have, I think this is limit free, but I hope in somebody perhaps was inspired to co-sponsor HR 1187, that is our motility bill, people. It's budget neutral, and it requires co-sponsors in the United States of America, and it will create a centralized research database, we hope, to give us actual statistics on how many people are affected by and, unfortunately, are dying to the failure to thrive affecting the different organ systems in our bodies. We, people, when they say they are passing or dying from gastroparesis, we, that's a literal, not an actual statement. Of course, when they have a heart attack or their liver fails or their organs fail due to repetitive malnutrition and dehydration, that is what they were, are referring to. Yes. And please, and- co-sponsors and support the IFFGD, the AGMD. They have calls. They have support groups. They have in-person meetings. Mary mm-hmm. Angela has been, not to coin a song, but she literally has been the wind beneath so many people's wings. A yes. wonderful, beautiful woman. You will walk away mm-hmm. encouraged every single time you speak to her. And, you know, through the IFFGD, we're on the National Health Observances calendar now. We're all making great strides with fighting for change and getting our proclamations. So mm-hmm. any assistance and help and encourage each other. You know, we're never promised tomorrow. Love is free. Like I always say, smiles are free. Mm-hmm. Pass it along and give those out. Just, you know, never go to bed angry. Mm-mm. We need to unite and continue to unite, not just within our own communities, but with others. We learn a lot from each other. We really do. We do, because we were given the gift of being different for a reason, and I love what we bring when we all listen and lift each other. It makes this world such a beautiful place. I agree. Well, thank you, Deb, for trying this out, even though, you know, brain fog is there, but you know what? That's how we roll. We just go with it, and we make it happen. Amen. Thank you for joining me. I'm so glad I did. Thank you. All right. Much love, everyone. All right. Have a great one. You too. Bye. Bye. I would like to invite April to the conversation. 
I do not know how to do it, but I would like to do it. And discuss the current state of managing chronic gastroparesis, migraines, POTS, colonic inertia, chronic intestinal pseudo-obstruction, mito. We can discuss all of the above. Well, good morning, my friend. Good morning. That is the perfect example of what being chronic is on a Fat Friday G Green for GP. Not I a- absolutely agree with you. <laughs> How long did that take for me to ask you to join about this <sighs> podcast on Anchor FM? And uh, it took 15 minutes for me to figure out at my own request and invitation. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, between last night's episode, uh, a long GP flare, um, I think I've been stuck in GP fog for at least four days. I'm going to go with uh, at least 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think this was a perfect way to begin our per- first, very first Anchor FM episode on GP fog, gastroparesis, chronic intestinal pseudo-obstruction, log inertia, POTS, <laughs> and from your diagnosis out of your diagnosis too. Good gracious. I, there's probably too many to list, but let's just go with uh, gastroparesis, neuropathy, fibromyalgia, seizures, degenerative disc disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, MALS, paralyzed intestines. I'll probably just stop there. (laughs) Yeah, because in just describing all that, we used up almost half of our spoons that we have for the day. Thank you, Spoon Theory, from Christine Miserando. Is that her pronunciation? Uh, I'm sure should she ever hear this, she will politely correct us. (laughs) Right. Just telling what we are on board with, and yet we still and look sick, mode, put our makeup on, and move it along. That's that's what we have to do. Uh, fun fact: Friday feeling cure green for GP Friday. Let's let's just go with that positivity all around. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why wouldn't we? And and then throw in are doing our worldwide empathetic campaign of take a bite for GP, encouraging others to take the bites for us who can't take normal bites. And if you can't take a bite, we ask you to post a picture of the bite you would like to take and post it for awareness. I think that's a fantastic campaign rolled in with the empathy factor Mm -hmm. because we need that empathy, especially going into the holidays. There's a lot of mixed emotions about that. Um, it would be wonderful if we had that empathetic embrace, especially surrounding our communities, because you know there's a lot of comorbidities that go with gastroparesis. It would be great to see everyone rally behind our community, especially during this time of year. Absolutely. Because we're just because we can't take the bites doesn't mean that we can't be thankful. And we do that every day. And I know you agree with me on this. We do it every single day that we count our blessings, give thanks for all we have. And the important things didn't have anything to do with eating. No, absolutely not. I think it took me hmm, about a good year and a half uh, 
going through my diagnosis period of trying to figure it out. And I went through a really deep depression and anxiety at the same time surrounding everything, you know, ambulance rides, hospital visits, people couldn't figure out what was going on. I made my way up to the Mayo Clinic, which is a fine institution. And they themselves said, well, you know, if you can try to eat fine, we understand you can't basically have fun with your liquids diet. And I think when I made my way up to them, I was 106 pounds at the time full-blown seizures. And I just fell into a deep depression because no one could figure me out. I, you know, went from being fully well, working, volunteering at the gym five days a week, fully able to support myself in in every way possible. It was tough for me to look at food and walk away from it because I know I still know what it's going to do to me and even then you know when you go through rapid weight loss you say okay I need to do something so let me take a bite of that Mm. food and then four days later two weeks later we're still paying for it because for those of us that have you know IBS CIC or our intestines are paralyzed that's going to stay there for what Mm -hmm. two to three weeks it's painful it's excruciating but 